0: Welcome to the final Looking Up Sheffield of the year 2020, a year where we all celebrated the great outdoors and spent a whole lot more time indoors. We'll be looking at the top 10 of Sheffield heroes who have made this year just that little bit more bearable Looking Up Sheffield. episode 10 of Looking Up Sheffield. Welcome everybody. I'm with the divine Nicola Allen. (laughs) That's me. She's wearing a a lovely knitted hat that is very much the same colour as the Chakra Lounge. And what is it you're drinking
1: there Nick? This is a matcha and ginger latte. It's it's a divine specimen just like me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly yeah a special drink for a special lady. Um, We are on Fitzalan Square and uh, it's fair to say it gives us great hope for the future being on FitzAllen Square. The new um, um, greenery is looking very nice. Um, there's some new businesses that are popping up all over the place. Um, it's just waiting for the people really to fill it now, isn't it, Nick?
1: Absolutely. I mean, what a transformation this place is. It's, it's unbelievable. When we went to Hoogar for, <laughs> for one of our previous pods...
0: When that was the only uh, problem that we had, to <coughs> pronouncing announcing that. Yeah,
1: this was, this was still under development and there were none of these other new places and. Uh, just uh, getting better and better, really.
0: It's, it's fab. Well, we've just been to the Chakra Lounge, which is one of the new uh, establishments, um, and uh, I can honestly recommend their their food and just the general all-round vibe of that yeah, place. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: The vibe's awesome. And when you think about Fitzalan Square, uh, it's you know etched in the, this podcast history, but also in Sheffield's history. It was where people congregated in uh, the uh, general strike in the 1920s, and it was the the Trolleybus terminus, I believe, and uh, then it endured some rather tricky years as well. Um, uh, it's known as Fitzallen Fight Club for many a year, but uh, there's no sign of the fighting today. And if these turmeric lattes are anything to go by, then it's got a bright future.
1: Absolutely, it's a lot more
0: uh, satnam than uh... satnab. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know uh, so, what I was going
1: to say then, but yeah, <laughs> then Fight Club. <laughs> um,
0: we, uh, as you as you can probably uh, tell, dear listener, we're recording this podcast, al fresca. But like we have done since July, um, it's been a tale of two years, really, when it comes to this podcast. About a year ago, for episode three, uh, Nicola joined me for the first time with her wavy river hair. Um, back in the days where you know, just finding a room to record a podcast was the most of our troubles. But uh, from July onwards, I think it's fair to say that we've, we've upheld every part of the kind of like the COVID nineteen rule book, and we've been recording these uh, podcasts at a safe distance and outdoors. So you might. Get some uh, more background noise. It's kind of the way we like it, really. We didn't want to record a podcast in a studio and not have any kind of like sound in the back. You know, having that sound in the background is good. It's proper Sheffield. Sheffield.
1: Keeping you looking up. What the hell's that? What the hell's that?
0: Exactly. Oh, that's a bus. Oh, that's a one o'clock signal. Oh, that's uh, another strange occurrence going on. So we've made it, Nick, to the end of this year. And
1: uh, I mean, what a year it's been the longest and yet the fastest in, in the same app. can't really express it any other way. It's uh, very strange.
0: Um, they're not our guests that you can hear in the background. We've just got a couple of uh, FitzAllen Square characters uh, passing us at the moment. And, you know, that's what the podcast is all about. We're going to get some glorious interruptions, but... Uh, we were uh, talking in podcast number nine about uh, some of the people that have made Sheffield special during this strangest and weirdest of years um, we put out a shout out and thank you so much to everybody that has responded um, with their suggestions for who has been the Chef Heroes and we've been um, trailing that on Instagram and um, on Twitter over the last couple of weeks you can look at Chef Heroes or um, looking up Sheffield on um, Instagram or up underscore Sheffield on Twitter if you want to see a little bit more about the people that are profiled in our top 10. So without further ado, Kieran, for one last time in 2020, that strangest, most abstract of years, let's cue up the music and say at 10. And it's um, Sheffield personalities. And uh, we like to uh, at least put a nod into some of the Sheffield people that have made our year a little bit more believable, livable, manageable. So Pete McKee and his cartoon workshops, Jarvis Cocker and his domestic disco, and a really, really good album as well, um, both coming out in 2020. And Regine Murphy from Moloko has also had an absolutely belting dance floor album that's come out in 2020. At nine, Nick, it's Heritage Sheffield.
1: Oh, our favourite flat cap wearer, Mr Richard Phipps. What a guy. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean... People who follow Heritage Sheffield on Instagram can uh, see the amazing work that Richard does, just capturing all these, uh, these fantastic old buildings and places of significance that most of us won't even know about, really. You don't even notice, and then he, he just frames them up in all this glory and, uh, and and shares all the knowledge behind them. and It's, it's really fascinating and interesting. Um, but as well as that, mm. Uh, way back at the beginning of lockdown, uh, Richard and his partner were making masks. They're not just making masks, delivering masks for free, no charge, nothing. Um, and, that, and, you know, the, the demand could have been endless. And they responded to everyone, range of colours, and I had one, and it was really cute it, like? um, and lovely. And he also shares other people's stuff. Um, I think it's if you hashtag Sheffield Exploring local or something like that. So it's just a great way to see what everybody else is doing and celebrating the city and its heritage and just some of the great places that you can all go and see and experience.
0: And another little tip for um, followers of Richard is you can win a chance Mm. to... uh, win some beer um, I think he's uh, got a Christmas hamper raffle going on so get yourself over to Heritage Sheffield on Instagram and uh, check it out for yourselves at 8 it's the Orange Bird restaurant now this is one of a crop of businesses that has uh, taken off in 2020 and but the trend i mean, we hear about places that are closing down and having a terrible time and our heart goes out to all of them but the orange bird is a great new barbecue restaurant takeaway in hillsborough and there's others as well uh, bench over in nether edge is one and the chakra lounge where we've just enjoyed amazing curry and drinks is another and there's many more across the city we'll try and list a few of them on the uh, LookingUpSheffield.com website at seven, it's the Moor Market.
1: The Moor Market, woohoo! Um, I mean, I suppose it's a bit of a, a, an unconventional choice for this podcast because um, we, we tend to focus on the more smaller independent and, and you know well-known Sheffield people and whatever. But um, right back in the beginning, the Moor Market it obviously closed in lockdown, but it was used as the site where all the food parcels that were being delivered to people vulnerable people in Sheffield. Was stored and made open. All the staff who were no longer working on things like events and whatever, were, were all in there. And it was like the hub of, of the, where, where we were serving the vulnerable people. So it was absolutely essential, played an essential role. But then as soon as things could open up again, they were there, back in there, all the measures in place, went to online service. In fact, I think they were doing online before they even opened. And just reaching out to all those people who and not necessarily in this modern technological world. A lot of their customers are the older age bracket who wouldn't really understand what, what to do, and um, so this, they, they adapted and just carried on reaching out to all those people, and they're still there now, putting on some great offers, check out their uh, 12 deals of Christmas. And uh, Yeah, I've heard some...
0: some good things about that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, it's worth a watch. And uh, there's also some free £5 vouchers as well, so you can start your shopping, so yeah,
0: get in there. At six, it's Otis Mensa, Sheffield's poet, and uh, on a year where a lot of our culture has taken a bit of a dive bomb, you know, museums closing down, exhibitions not happening, gigs not going on, uh, just being able to walk up to Park Hill and seeing writ large, uh, the uh, poem by Otis Mensah, uh, We Were Never Derelict, and it's uh, just the top of regenerated Park Hill, and you can just stand amongst the uh, uh, the uh, poetry placards up there, and just think, you know, that there is still culture, and it's still amongst us, and we can still dream, and we can still imagine, and we can still look forward to a brighter and better day. And at five, this one's me as well. It's a, a nod to our very different, uh, slightly less clothed um, podcast pals, Naked Podcast, and this is. Jen and Kat from Radio Sheffield shining a light on femininity in the 21st century and without further ado let's hear from Jenny from The Naked Podcast
2: Hello, it's Jenny Ells here and I'm one of the reporters at BBC Radio Sheffield, I'm also the red-headed half of The Naked Podcast Now, what has made me look up in Sheffield this year has been the discovery of things on my doorstep that I didn't know were there before, so secret paths Hidden parks, and one of the ways I was able to discover these was through an awesome art project that I was part of um, through work called the People's Palace of Possibility, that was part of the University of Sheffield's Being Human Festival. And armed with a couple of bits of sticky tuck, a poster, and a piece of chalk, I was sent out into my local community on a series of challenges. And the idea was to help me kind of realize where i was and also understand the change that we can be in the world so that was pretty mind-blowing and finally of course the podcast and the incredible powerful conversations that my partner in crime kat and i have had the privilege to be part of this year those small social interactions without your clothes on can be exhilarating they can be educational and entertaining as well who knows when we will be able to do them again at four nick it's true loves
1: Oh, True Loves. What can we say about True Loves? We're in love. Um, we've not even been yet. Well, we have, but behind the scenes. Um, we met Ballet, Ballet Joe Howell. Was it episode eight?
0: I think it was, yeah, way uh, back in the summer. A,
1: an absolutely amazing character who is just so ingrained in the city and in so many different ways with, with the different things he's got going on. But um, True Loves, um, down by the uh, canal, right isn't it yeah yeah
0: victoria keys Victoria
1: yeah. Keys. that's what i was looking for next to dorothy Pax, it's just once that reopens, once that opens sorry not reopens um in a couple of weeks hopefully or a week or fingers crossed um it's just going to be amazing down there and we've seen the interiors we, we were looking to be able to share the most recent photos on uh, our insta feed this week and it just looks stunning absolutely stunning and we can't wait to get in there get to see ballet in action again and uh, meet some of the characters that are going to be drawn to that exquisite occasion I,
0: I think it'll just be such a sheffield institution as part of like a, a weekend's activity and i think i think you're right i think we're going to just meet some brilliantly dressed well-attired funny good people in 2021 you think we'll fit in I think you will with your hat, and I'll just borrow your hat when I when we're not together. You're
1: not um, coming in your
0: running jacket. Yeah, I'm going to have to chill out on a new jacket, really. But uh, but yeah, we'll look at look to that. Something at a bit more
1: flamboyant,
0: please. Rather than flammable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at number three, it's uh, a shout out to all of those volunteers and charities that have uh, helped um, people get back on their feet in 2020. And we're going to hear now from Andy from. Uh, University of Sheffield and he's talking about his um, food um, parcel donation at Christmas time. Take it away Andy. Hi everyone, my name is Andy Woffenden and every year it's great to help Sheffielders look up as part of his proud volunteering army. This year, more than ever, any other year, I'll be packing food parcels and it's not too late for you to get involved and donate either food or monetary. Simply go to a local Tesco store, grab a tin and drop it in the collection box that they have on site there for their food banks or make a donation via their Just Giving page. Thanks for listening and let's all help all of Sheffield look up this year. Merry Christmas everyone. And it's too, it's our friends the Green Shop. If you look at my lockdown spending from March to about June time, the only place that I was getting anything from was the green shop. Now this couple has taken on a a corner shop that perhaps had seen better days or certainly better stock and it's turned it into an absolute haven, not only for local produce, but local artists. And it's got a um, pillar box in for Letters for Santa. It's got food donations. It's got clothes donations. It does a dry cleaning service, and uh, Sam and Anne who run it are just great local people and champions of the local community. So I can't think of anyone better to go in at number two in our seasonal chart. But at number one, and we're going to be speaking to him in just a moment, um, Nick, would you want to introduce uh, our recipient of the Sheffield Hero? The Hero of the
1: Hour is Mr. Greg Fell.
0: Well, I think he might be a doctor, actually.
1: I think he might be. <laughs> he might be that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mister, man of many um, talents. But uh, Greg, if people don't know, is the star of the show when it comes to uh, public health and fighting the city's battle against coronavirus. He's
1: our director of public health in Sheffield, so uh, he's the man in charge.
0: And uh, Greg, you know. When I worked alongside Greg maybe the number of interviews that he'd done was like a handful maybe like a dozen interviews I and mean, he's always really good at them but since uh, coronavirus has happened he's done interviews with Newsnight, BBC Breakfast, I woke up a couple of weeks ago and there was Greg on the telly yeah. uh, with his flock wallpaper uh, <laughs> behind him um, but Greg is a modest hero and a kind of like hero that Sheffield likes to produce, people that don't really talk about how great they are.
1: Absolutely, I mean what I love about Greg is he's just so approachable, so upfront, you know, he doesn't shy away from anything and he massively supports his team and everybody that he speaks to he will say, it's not just me, it's about all the team, I'm getting all the support from everybody and uh, he, he is a big, big supporter of his team and that's fantastic.
0: And uh, you've come up with a, uh, a mini series for 2021 I when have, everything's yeah, died I mean, down. You know,
1: we, we've seen we've seen many videos, weekly videos of Greg now, uh, sat in his living room, some in the town hall, and uh, I decided what what we've seen and, and what we'll probably continue to see is the Fifty Shades of Greg. We've had beard, we've had clean shaven, we've had a little bit of stubble, handlebar so moustache at
0: one time, I think.
1: Possibly, I, I might have missed that one, but um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what it's got to bring in uh, 2021.
0: And Greg, we're gonna hear from him right now and surprise him with his accolade of the uh, um, the Sheffield Hero Award. And uh, this is an interview that has totally respected social distancing conventions. It's been done over the phone, which is a first for um, looking up Sheffield. So let's take it away and listen to the man of the moment. It's the Director of Public Health for Sheffield, Dr. Greg Fell. So we're going to give Greg a call now, and uh, obviously we're doing this over the phone. He's in Leeds, we're in Sheffield. Um, Hopefully he's there. Hello. Hello, is that Greg? Speaking. Hello, Greg, it's Laurie Harvey here from Looking Up Sheffield. How are you doing? I'm all
3: right, how are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Friday afternoon. Um, I'm pleased to tell you, Greg, first of all, that uh, by overwhelming uh, demand and, uh, and public vote, you've been uh, uh, named as Looking Up Sheffield's Person of the Year. How does that make you feel? I'm sure I don't deserve it, but, uh, but, but um, yeah, but, well, so it's a privilege and an honour, but I definitely don't deserve it. <laughs> Certainly more deserving people than me, definitely. Um, I know that you'll say. I know that you'll say, Greg, that uh, uh, you're just the uh, the poster boy, if you like, uh, with the uh, the charming flock wallpaper behind a very very or in front of a very dedicated public health campaign. Is that right? Yes, that's entirely
3: correct. Um, it's a steam effort, and um, it's probably worth saying that well, one one is- Spectacularly talented team, um, and I'm only as good as the work that they do. I just talk about what they do. Uh, but, and I and, think uh, so the other point is that it's a thing that's way beyond people who've got the word public and health in their job title. Uh, this has been a stand up from pr- pretty much every bit of the city. So, um, uh, yeah, it's quite a big team. And, uh, um, uh,
0: and yes, I am the coaching boy for it, but sometimes not much more. Um, so um, this week alone, I think uh, we've seen you on BBC Breakfast. You've done Newsnight. Um, where would you put uh, looking up Sheffield on the uh, on the list of, uh, of daunting interviews? Um, right at the very top, obviously uh, one of the
3: more nerve wracking interviews I've
0: done. <laughs> um, what, what's been the, um, um, the the biggest interview that you've done during this uh, um, this COVID nineteen crisis, Greg? Um.
3: Um. Probably Newsnight last Friday, actually, um, on a, quite a tricky and very emotive topic, the use of lateral flow devices. Um, uh, and it's very, very emotive. And uh, I'm just kind of finding myself in a position where I don't agree with government view and have to explain something fairly techy, and there's a whole bunch of technical geekery around, uh, around and behind lateral flow devices, uh, as clearly as I could. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the audience decide whether or not it was explained clearly. But... Um, but in a context where I'm, I'm disagreeing with the, the mass rollout of these things before we are ready to. So, uh, yeah, that was quite a
0: tricky one. Now, you're Director of Public Health for, for Sheffield, and, you know, with that role comes that responsibility of doing a lot of media interviews, I imagine, but uh, did you ever anticipate that you'd have a year like this one? No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but i never
3: want another year like this one. Um, the, the, the we've all had to earn our keep this year, give uh, given. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's tiring, um, you know, I think mean, certainly all of my team has uh, been on 12, 13 hour days for about the last nine months now, and a, a week here and a week there of long, a long week is okay, but nine months is not a long time, it's been, it's been a tiring year, and it's been um, uh, um, Fun, enjoyable. You can't really say these things are fun because um, this is a virus that's harmed a lot of people, killed a lot of people. Um, It's been hugely challenging. It's been incredibly varied. It's been um, enjoyable, not the right word, but but, but, but it's been um, it's been continually interesting, certainly. But
0: uh, yeah, quite hard. Is is there a moment during the last um, nine months or so that you can perhaps? Pinpoint as being, you know, the one that will stick with you or um, has it been a series of moments? I mean, every week you've had to kind of flex to all the challenges that have been presented before you, I imagine. Uh, well, every week, every week different, uh, obviously. But no, but if, you have to pinpoint, if you have to pinpoint one moment, it
3: was um, back in um, January, maybe early February, when it was very obvious that there was significant human-to-human spread. Of what was then called the Wuhan virus, remember that. <laughs> I do. Uh, uh, significant human-to-human spread of what was then called the Wuhan virus, um, uh, and that was—it was clear that it was spreading a- across the world. Uh, and, and that's the point that everyone who's in my job, everywhere in the country, went right. Stop doing other things now. Prepare for this because it was clear that it was going to be big. You know, we all you, you always see new diseases emerging from time to time, and mostly they—they—they they, they might be really quite dangerous in a very few number of people because they're not very transmissible or because uh, they kill people too quickly so before they can spread it. But this one was clear it was one dangerous but two very easy to spread. That's the point where we think, ah, right, Uh, you're going to have a busy year here. Um, So, so, yeah, I can can remember... um, that in a meeting
1: somewhere in the town hall, I can't quite remember which which room, which room it was in the town hall, where
3: WHO basically turned it from an illness of intellect to an I think it was a public health concern of, of international concern, public health emergency of international concern or something along those lines, and that was the point. That was the stand standout moment, but it, it, it all went it all went um, all went off from there.
0: Now, uh, this um, uh, pandemic has thrown up some uh, some interesting heroes <laughs> along the way, I'm sure you'll agree. People like Captain Tom Moore, of course, and uh, uh, Jonathan Van Tam as well as a kind of a, a media spokesperson. His, uh, his metaphors may be clunky, but they get the uh, the point across. Um, is there any one person in particular that you'd like to um, pay tribute to uh, over the last, uh, last nine months or so?
3: Um, heroes. On- well, to, to be fair, the Chief Medical Officer and his team, both, both of his deputies, have just been amazing. Uh, and, um, uh, but, uh, John, Jonathan is the one that, I uh, has the nickname of the Bruiser um, in, in my department. And, uh, and yeah, he's left all Rolton. But, but, uh, but Chris and his team have been astoundingly good. Keep, they have kept their head level. In uh, incredibly difficult uh, and emotive circumstances, where you know they sort of deliver some really technical stuff in a very febrile and emotive environment, they kind of manage to manage the politics and various with and a whole bunch of politics that's on with this. Uh, so, if, uh, if, if I have to name I, I, first, I don't think I could. But if I have to have kind of a, a, a small bunch of heroes, then, um, then then those those three would be at the top of my list. Um, not being sycophantic about it, really, you know, gen- genuinely not, but um, um, that, that, that's where we've all taken our steer. There people in my position, we've all taken our steer from Chief Medical Officer and his team.
0: Uh, it's been a year that's thrown up quite a lot of, uh, of new terms that uh, we've never heard before. I'm going to throw another one into the uh, into the mix as well. It's a, an acronym that I've come up with, which is fact, and that means that fell always cuts through. And I think um, from from a uh, from from an observer's point of view, the the videos that you've done from the town hall and from your um, from your spare room, uh, they always seem to have just um, have just hit the mark. You know, they don't get involved in uh, too much emotional stuff you know that I, I think it's been a it, it's been a, a masterclass really in media handling from you
3: um, well thank you uh, it is kind, kind of you, you know that plenty of others have said same. but yeah now thank you it doesn't does matter, right. well, right, does matter that people comment when we get stuff right we haven't always got stuff right but it doesn't matter that people comment when we get stuff right credit to the con team um, uh, this, this was their idea um, I, forget, I forget how we expected the idea we weekly update um, but uh, credit to them because you know, they, they've kind of they've, they've, they've um, they 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 pushed that one um, I, I've not heard fact by the way I'm quite uh, quite like that um, but yeah I suppose my, my line on it is just uh, tell the truth as you see it you can do no more no more than tell the truth so it's kind of um, as you say there's a there's a, there's a The the epidemiology is always fiddly and complicated, and then no one really understands it. At least I don't have to explain what the term epidemiology means anymore, um, which is a bonus. Um, But it's always a bit fiddly, it's always a bit complicated, so I do try and cut through some of that. And then the the other thing I'm trying to do is kind of give a a sense of what the strategy is. Um, And it's cutting through all of the thousands of pieces of guidance that are out there, which are all a bit complex and all a bit fiddly and, and actually contra- contradictory if, if you look at them against each other. They all contradict each other. So just cut through some of that confusion to give a sense of this, this is the, the broad strategy that the city has adopted. Um, and that you know, that strategy was, was set fairly early on, um, March, probably February actually, um, and we stuck with it and it's, the test of time. So, those weekly updates are just an effort to try and do two things: to kind of explain um, the, the epidemiology and the where we are, but, uh, but also to reinforce some of the key messages.
0: And, and thirdly, to kind of keep explaining the strategy. And usually, pick a, a theme a week um, to, to, to just delve into the detail of. Now this has been a pretty um, landmark week um, in the uh, in the history of, the, of this uh, this strange um, virus. Um, but uh, um, what do, you know? What, how do you feel about uh, about the uh, the vaccine and uh, and where should we place that in a kind of a, a scale of, of important moments in this uh, trajectory? At the top, um, you know, people talk
3: about game changers all the time. Having a vaccine is a game changer. No, no no two ways about that um, and uh, you know we've got one um, that's available, to, not quite available to us now, but, but very very imminently which is the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Yeah, it, it, its problem is that just, just because the way the vaccine has been produced and manufactured you need to store it at minus 80 degrees or something like that. So that makes the logistics of it really 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 hard. Um, but there are two more on the immediate horizon, one is the astrazeneca Oxford Astra vaccine the third one is the Moderna vaccine. Both of, both of which will be there's a, there's somewhere in, in the regulator, the N- NHRA Medicine Healthcare Regulatory Organisation, which you have international repute of not cutting corners. They will not put corners. They
2: will not allow um,
3: any of the vaccines or any other medicine or, um, into human use unless they are 100% satisfied that it's a happy um, And, And yeah, they've, they've long been held in high regard in that matter. So they're, they're one tier. Are nearly here, so that that turns into then at the. Look- And there's a whole bunch of myths that are out there that I keep hearing. The, the best one I've heard this week is that the um, the Pfizer vaccine contains flu, therefore it will give you flu. That is factually wrong. Um, two ways about that. Factually wrong. And there are lots of other stuff. You know, I, I and people like me are going to have to um, are going to have to spend a fair amount of time dispelling myths and providing um, a, kind of a calming counter narrative because the reality is. Um, uh, the, 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 this and other vaccines save lives, there's no doubt about that. There are uncertainties, um, uh, and the uncertainties we don't yet know how long the immunity will last. Um, all we've got is the data that we've got. You know, this was a disease that was new to um, humans about a year ago. I think it was just over a year ago that the first case was diagnosed. Um, uh, and then we've, we've, we've kind of got five vaccine studies that are probably about four or five months old. So if we know that there's immunity out to about four or five months. We, we don't know if we'll be getting into annual boosters like we do flu jabs, for instance. And you know, that, that remains uncertain. So there's, a lot can go wrong in the implementation of vaccines, but that they are a game changer is undoubted, absolutely undoubted. And, and the last thing before I shut up on vaccines... Um, I I think it's important to say that um, we're going to need to have a significant proportion of the the, the population vaccinated before we reach herd immunity. So
1: we will need to um, not forget stuff like washing our hands and keeping our distance and all that kind of stuff. Because if you put
3: your hopes on our vaccines here, I can now go back to normal uh, then we'll quickly get back into a space where, uh, where spread becomes quick again. So we can't, we
0: can't quite let our guard down yet, sadly. Uh, and that's an interesting point. And uh, we're releasing this podcast just before Christmas, um, all being well um, with a little bit of fancy editing um, just a week before Christmas. So what is your message to, um, to people that are listening to this podcast? What, what should we do differently and what should we do the same this Christmas?
3: Well, I, I suppose um, it's, it, it's fair to say that we all want to, 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 to celebrate Christmas um, in the way that we normally celebrate Christmas with big family get-togethers and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I do, we all do that. And it, it, it's a, the, 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 the bottom line is the more humans that, that mix, the more humans from different households that mix, the more opportunities there are for the virus to spread and acceler- accelerate and to kind of connect bubbles together. Um, that leads to viral spread and that will have consequences no, no doubt about that so um, I suppose t- try to um, limit the number of people from other households that you connect with over Christmas uh, and try to minimise risk it's you know, really obvious still if you have symptoms Out, um, it is really, really obvious stuff. Um, but but you know, the, the stuff around um, re- regularly washing hands, even if you're in somebody else's house, um, uh, it has um, uh, should still continue to do that. Um, the more time we spend with people indoors, the more risky it is. So, if it can be done outside, maybe do it outside. miserable year with the the price that might need to be paid afterwards and that remains pretty tricky balance actually.
0: Uh, So we're approaching uh, 2021 uh, with a a mixture of euphoria and uh, and caution I think. Um, So uh, what are your predictions for 2021? I mean obviously this isn't going to be something that goes away immediately but... $65 $65
3: million, $64 million question, when will it all be over? Um, um, hard to call, um, if I had to guess, and I am guessing, um, I would say um, summer next year um, will be the time when um, we can kind of definitively get back to some form of what we might call normality. and um, the, the there are always caveats. The caveats are that the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine may not play out as we think it does. That is an unknown. Um, so obviously we, we'll, uh, we'll be keeping careful watch on that one. Uh, we may not be able to get as many people vaccinated as we want to. So again, that will, that will impact on the, the um, propensity of the virus to spread in the population. Um, uh, there may be better treatments come online. I don't think there will be, but uh, there may be. Um, um, but I think uh, my sense is that, that we won't be getting back to anything like normality for the first half of the calendar year. I think we'll gradually ease into it, but I don't, I don't think we could declare this over until the middle of next year. And I did a guess, and it's probably a bit of a pessimistic guess, um, but I'd uh, rather be proven wrong um, than make an overly optimistic guess um, uh, and be wrong on the, on the other way.
0: And uh, I suppose once that moment, that magic moment arrives, then the work begins, or the, the work is already un- underway, I imagine, to tackle the inequalities that uh, the virus has left behind.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the magic moment won't arrive. I don't think there'll be a single magic moment where somebody says, it's over now, you can all get back to normal. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, we, we all know that the impact of the virus has said Um, shone a light on the inequality that was already there, but too exacerbated it significantly. Um, So um, I suspect in all um, policy areas, in all walks of life, um, public, private and voluntary sector, we will all need to give a huge amount of thought and attention to how to uh, rectify the uh, unequal impact of the virus. Some of that will not be easily rectifiable. It's easy for me to sit in a spare bedroom and say we'll rectify that. I don't think it will be as easily rectifiable as any of us want. Um, so it's kind of important to be clear about that, but um, it, it, the responsibility is, is on us all. i probably uh, I'm not not in my defence, but I will say I can't solve that by myself. We'll need a whole significant effort that may well be equivalent to the effort managing the virus, um, which is just us all to recover from the pandemic.
0: And uh, uh, with that in mind, um, 2021 for you personally, what what are you hoping to achieve in in 2021 away from COVID-19?
3: I'd like to have a rest at some point, to be fair. Um, 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 And uh, personal, I'd like to get on my bike a bit more because I've neglected that for the past nine months. Um, So um, to an extent, I'd like to get back to some of the things that I have neglected. Um, so I've, I've largely neglected my day job for the last nine or ten months. Um, and and yeah, that, that will have some consequences. I need to kind of uh, um, get, get some of that back on track and some of the, 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 the broader public health strategy of the city. You know, the, the work has continued. Of course, it's continued. We've not just dropped everything. Um, but, but we haven't been giving it a great deal of attention to continue to develop it and improve it. So I think we need to get back to some of that. Um, um, uh, as early as we can. And I, 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 again, I'm making guesses and I'll, I'll always do the immediately necessary in, a, in a, a public health emergency, which will be responding to the pandemic. But I'm hoping that um, early-ish in 2021 we'll be able to begin to kind of kick some of the other bits of the public health um, the public health responsibility uh, back up the agenda and give it the attention that it deserves. But I actually haven't had for the last, uh, last, last 10 months or so
0: well, I know you're a very um, modest uh, chap, Greg, and uh, it's to your great credit, but uh, I can't think of anyone more deserving for the uh, Looking Up Sheffield Inaugural Person of the Year. Um, so, uh... You didn't say it was the Inaugural Person of the Year. Ah, the very first. I, I mean, yeah, we-, we have to start somewhere. I mean, who knows who'll win it next year?
3: Who knows? Who knows? Well, uh, well, uh, well. Uh, I look forward to finding out.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully, the podcast can still be going long enough into 2021 to find out. Is there is there a message for um, our listeners um, as we uh, as we look forward to this Christmas like no other?
3: Uh, well, yeah. Have a, have a good Christmas. Um, have a safe Christmas, and, uh, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll all make
0: 2021 a slightly better year than 2020's been. Greg, thanks so much for speaking to Looking Up Sheffield.
3: Right, Bye, Florence.
0: What a man, what an interview that was, and uh, we'd like to thank Greg for his time and uh, taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to us. I'd like to think that uh, all of his interviews with Newsnight and BBC Breakfast have prepared him some way for an interview of Looking Up Sheffield, and uh, he acquitted himself admirably, so well, thank you. Well, once
1: again, he, you know, straight into it, cut through the crap and all that.
0: Yeah, and, fact,
1: uh, Yeah. What's this? What's this? Fact all about? uh, If
0: if 2020 (laughs) needs another acronym, which of course is debatable, then it should be fact, uh, which is FELL always cuts through. And I think that's why people, like I said in uh, in the interview, people kept on coming back to Greg because he was so honest and so likeable and approachable, but he reassured people as well. It was really very good to see. So... It's the end of the year. We're bringing this out just before Christmas. Um, it's been such a strange, strange year, but I know that uh, that I've really enjoyed bringing you Sheffield positivity wherever I can. And uh, I so think you too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hopefully, between us, we've we've had a few laughs and we've lifted a few spirits. And uh, th- there's not a lot of festive cheer about at the moment. You know, we've got no Christmas market. We had no big light switch-on event. But we have got some really lovely lights in the city centre, and you can get down and get a really nice photo. And there's the ki- there's the kids' really trail as well that's still happening that Sheffield bid have have brought still into the city centre. So there's still bits and bobs going on, and the shops are open, and so. Yeah. yeah, we've just got to take what we can, haven't we, and uh, make the best of it. Free
0: parking as well during um, yeah. December as well, on that's weekends. right,
1: weekends, yeah, free parking. Not just in the city centre as well, it's across districts this year, so um, if you want to do your shopping in Hillsborough or Darnall or wherever, um, you can park free in Sheffield Council-owned spaces.
0: Yes, that's, uh, <laughs> let's be careful about that distinction. Not in the entry poo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so what are our plans for 2021 i mean maybe our plans are to make no plans we made a lot of plans for 2020 got a bit of deja
1: vu here. Yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say i actually bought my new calendar and diary yesterday and i'm thinking this is like wishful thinking and am i going to have anything to put in it other than going for a walk going to the gym going for a run going on my bike is that going to be it hopefully not
0: Let's hope, let's hope so. Let's really wish and believe that uh, we, can, uh, we can overcome this and with a vaccine and all of these kind of positive uh, things that have been happening in recent days, that that's just something to build on in 2021. Um, as for looking up Sheffield, uh, we've reached the end of our first series now. Um, they said it couldn't be done. It was done. We have brought out 10 episodes bringing you some of Sheffield's best characters and institutions and we'd like to carry on doing the same in 2021. We're going to have uh, six or eight weeks off in the new year, come back fresh and renewed in the spring and hopefully able to drink in public and uh, and podcast in a studio. Who knows? Let's see how we go. Sounds good to me. In the meantime, happy Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and... Uh, Interesting new year.
1: And a merry new year.
0: And a very merry new year. Cheers.
1: See Nick. you in 2021, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.